The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. If you are a working parent, especially a mom on a career break who might be looking to re-enter the workforce, you don't want to miss today's show. We have Mom's Relaunch founder and CEO, Rena Gupta, joining us. And she found her calling after her first child was born and has uh, already established a few businesses. And her mission is out to help you uh, if you are a woman or, I guess, a any uh, parent that's uh, in the workforce uh, looking to restart their career. Um, if uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Azure.ai and Success Performance Solutions. You'll want to hear uh, more about them during our break. Uh, you can also visit their websites. Uh, before we get to Rena, my uh, yeah, my apologies for the Barry White voice. I'm doing my best to uh, overcome a cold after uh, two weeks of conferences, airplanes, hotel rooms, and just being on the move for uh, about 14 days. Uh, it took its toll on the baby boomer body. Uh, sickness aside, it's been a great few weeks. Uh, I want to extend a special thanks to everyone at HR Southwest, Garden State Sherm, Delaware Sherm, and the affiliated staffing group. Uh, all great groups of people. Um, we're all we're all in the same. You know what just proves we're all in the same boat. We're all struggling to figure out. You know where to find people, how to find great talent, um, how to keep uh, the entrepreneur spirit alive. Uh, how to continue to grow our businesses, have a, you know, be, be curious, have open minds. Um, everybody's in, everybody thinks that they're unique. Everybody, despite the fact that I, at, at these conferences, there were people from all over the country, actually all over the world, uh, at the HR Southwest conference, uh, one of the people that was in my pre-conference group was uh, uh, the head of HR for uh, Philip, uh, a bank in the Philippines. Uh, and she flew in for the conference. I don't know, especially for me, but uh, for the conference, and she, we got to spend the day with her. So it's again, people all over the world are struggling with this, and uh, it's just great to be here. And you know, Googleization Nation and uh, and Geek Skeezer and Googleization, everybody who's listening in. Uh, so and also uh, the recruitment uh, marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, my online course, is, was launched. And thanks everyone for the very pos- positive response and interest. Uh, early enrollment, in, I can talk. Early enrollment is still open. Uh, take advantage of the early discount and save fifty percent. Uh, you can learn more bre- about that by going to successperformancesolutions.com and clicking on the button right at the top that talks about candidate experience. Uh, you can also text RM4AR. That's RM4AR to 64600-64600, and use the code EARLYBIRD50 for the discount. Keith, uh, you've had a pretty busy... Yeah, 
uh, I didn't hear the the last part of that, but I do want to go back and just compliment you on your tenacity with all the air travel. I am safely away from baby boomer uh, category, but every every single time I fly on a plane, it's that damn recyclable air that gets me. I could I could be in the West Coast, completely lose track of time. Uh, be up till two in the morning, wake up at six in the morning, and do everything in between. But it's the da- it's those it's the planes, man. It, it gets you. Well, it's a plane, the hotel rooms, um, and you know, I mean, it's great to be out amongst people. But there's, you know, it's a time of year, and there is a lot of people hacking and coughing and and everything else. Um, my wife sort of keeps up after Jerry, as you know. I mean, she, mm-hmm. she brings her wipes and wipes down everything before I can touch <laughs> anything. Uh, but you still, it, it's still just there. So, but uh, it, it definitely took its toll this time. And uh, it was a lot, but it, it, it was good. It, but it's great to be back. And now I feel like I can, I can start to get caught up. So you you had a what you were at some conference yesterday? Yeah, uh, uh, another another uh, geek skeezer and Googleization alumni, uh, Noel Kellick from the Revolutions Project. Oh yeah, that was school. great. Yeah, the school. She had a, a, a partnerships community partnership event where you know they just they bring in phenomenal. First and foremost, yesterday I was I'm so grateful for being there. Uh, Yesterday, they they bring in all these outsiders and educators, and I was reminded that education truly has a place for progressive thought leaders. Uh, You know, sometimes I think based off of the the quality of the, the conversation, people might write off educators as being a little bit bureaucratic. Uh, but not at the revolution school. Uh, it was fantastic think session. A lot of great ideas about how do you get community involvement and community partnership growing, focusing on the passion of a community, not the profit of a community. And just, you know, Ira, we, it's almost like I can't go anywhere without seeing the influence of technology take a hold on things. And this was the first time I ever got to experience a, uh, a software called um, Thought Exchange, mm. where we talk about being able to develop a message from an organization from within and leadership development, it blew my socks off how easy it was to collaborate and and really save, we saved so much time by not having to necessarily discuss all the shallow thoughts, but like the, the surface thoughts. We were able to just use this, this unbelievably slick software that, check this out, gathers everybody's answer to whatever the question might be then you 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 rank and rate each answer that you see, and it's all done uh, you know anonymously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the machine learning grabs those best, those highly rated uh, concepts, and then starts to funnel the themes to the surface. So within oh, well, fifteen uh, we minutes, we definitely have to look that up. That's uh, fascinating. Yeah, I'm gonna have I, I the we're gonna get the owner on uh, on the show. It's mm. just really it has everything to do with. You know, organizational capability. Not, you know, it's beyond development. It's like a a tool to get them there. Yeah. Well, while you were there, speaking of alumni, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, we we, I mean, we've had so many great guests, and, and including, and, and I'm sure we'll be talking about Rena after this as well. Uh, but yesterday, uh, Enrique uh, Rubio from Hacking HR, 
you know, they're up to six. I think they have 60 chapters now as goals for 2020 and to have 200 chapters around the world. He, he put on an event yesterday and, and you know, you, you, your schedule is busy. My schedule is busy. I, even when I go to conferences, I, although there's a lot of people I, I want to sit in on their on their meetings and, and hear what they have to say, it just doesn't happen because there's so many other things going on. But yesterday he had an event online for upsk- about upskilling and reskilling. And they had five, uh, I think there were five panels. They made it to all, but uh, I made it to all of them. Uh, but I was I was kind of fading out toward the end. Uh, but one of them was on education, which would what reminded me, um, you know, about the role of education, what what uh, schools are doing. Uh, they're in trouble. Uh, higher education is both in trouble and also advancing simultaneously. So there was a lot really good at that. But the the one line that I, I caught during the day and um, I, I can't remember who said it. I wrote it down and, and uh, there, there's a lot of people I want to reach out to. But the, and you, you might have seen it on LinkedIn was about that machines um, machines aren't replacing aren't, aren't kicking humans out of jobs but it's the humans making decisions that are kicking humans out of jobs and uh, you got you know it started a, an interesting conversation online but uh, they were talking about how uh, you know the revolution in education and uh, re- revolution in education is and also what impact the technology is going to have on that so I'm really interested to hear about the tool you were just talking about yeah yeah we're gonna um, I have a follow-up scheduled uh, one of the one of the women we talk about traveling for work she got caught up in Chicago she's mm. coming from um, I think British Columbia mm. and got mm. caught she showed oh, yeah, up three weather, hours yesterday. late yeah. she yeah. was wearing her sneakers and sweatpants <laughs> and I think her clothes were on their I'm way surprised to... she got there with yeah. some of the weather <laughs> So, well, that's, that's a good segue to, to bring yep. on uh, Rena, who we don't have to worry about so much travel today, just the technology holding up, right? Yep. Um, so we've got Rena Gupta. Uh, she is a serial entrepreneur and philanthropist. Uh, she dove into entrepreneurship when most women t- happen to take a break, is after her first child. Um, she left the workforce, and while she was rearing that first child at home, she began a staffing company called Avankia which then moved on to Target Recruit, which was a talent management platform. Uh, she eventually uh, got involved and was anxious to hear about this story uh, with Salesforce. And uh, she's passionate about uh, gender diversity. Uh, a lot of talk about gender diversity, but not so much. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot being done, but there's a long way to go with that. Also with uh, gender parity and uh, pay parity. Uh, and then she founded her newest company, which is called Mom Relaunch, with the aim of helping women gain financial independence. So, Rena, welcome to the show. Thank you, Keith. Yep, that oh, was no. Ira. My, so. Oh, that was Ira. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. So we, we get con- that's all right. Good person to get confused with. So, Rena, before let me just throw out a couple statistics that um, I, I collect. I'm a stats guy. And uh, these I found on your website, which are coincide with a lot of things that, that I talk about on, or, and that Keith talks about uh, every day. Uh, 46% of employees in the U.S. can't find skilled talent. Based on what I've seen over the last few weeks, it's probably even high. I, I would assume it's higher than that. Uh, 69% of executives rate diversity and inclusion <laughs> as an important issue. Uh, but 43% of highly qualified women leave the workforce voluntarily 
Yet 90, 93% of them want to get back, want to return to their careers. So here you have a lot of employers struggling to find talent, yet there's still this gender gap. This, there's these gender stereotypes of women, although they probably don't ask it. I, I, I grew up at a time when uh, the, you know, when, when one of the questions were, uh, so when, so how long do you think you're going to get worked? Are, are you, are you engaged? Or are you dating? Do you plan to get married? Uh, when do you plan to have a baby? Um, when I started in the workforce, those are questions that were still being asked. Um, but I'm sure behind the scenes, there's, there's still some thought with that. And yet, uh, we're, you know, here we are in t- almost 2020. Um, people are struggling to find very talented, gifted people. Uh, almost 60% of all college degrees are given to are, are earned uh, by females, uh, by women in the workplace. And yet, we still have all this going on. So what, what you're doing is just marvelous. And I'm anxious to hear about it. So tell us a little bit about your background and mm-hmm. where you're, you know, how you how you got into this and and about the businesses you created. Sure. Thanks a lot, Ira. And uh, first of all, I enjoyed the conversations that you and Keith were having. A lot of interesting points that came out about how upskilling and reskilling is happening and love to touch base on some of the travel issues and uh, during our talk. But back to your question, Um, my story uh, goes long time back when to a point then when I was growing up, uh, I was in a family where uh, girls were not even allowed to think about a career. And uh, I believe uh, I go back and say, what motivated me to have a career is when I saw my mom, and uh, she was a house housewife and an excellent mother. But um, there was one thing that always bothered me is why she not have a career. And the way she worked her life, all her life for her kids and her family, that was marvelous. And I think all moms do it. But there was one part of it that I felt that this is not the role model that I'm looking for. And my mom knows that. And I think that most of the time people who take um, uh, motivation from their own family, my motivation was the other way around. I said, no, I don't want to have this just a career, uh, just a housewife and not a, have a, my own individuality and identity. Even though I was born in a very, I call it as a conservative family growing up in India, and uh, I took the steps of building my own career in a way that I went along with my family values, but still about to make, was able to make a career for myself. And I can explain that a little bit more in detail uh, later, but that's how where the whole point of what we you see today, a mom relaunch uh, business is, it's not a new idea. It's not in there. It's like when, as from the point of when I was growing up, there was so much talented. I saw my aunts, my uh, sisters, cousins, they're all talented women, but nobody's thinking about career. So that that's how old this idea is in my head. And Coming, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and to... There's a lot of depth behind that because it's, you know, Ira on the, in the introduction mentioned how you had a, a, a software company and you work with Salesforce, but mm-hmm. really you did a lot of remarkable things. I mean, I think it's maybe 2002, I think yes. is when you started it, right? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, what you were doing is looking at a talent market and working with Salesforce so that you could be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. And I want to assume 
Rena, that you saw what was ahead of the curve and realized back then that there's a way to help moms uh, relaunch. And but I'm so curious, how long ago did you start to recognize the need for a, a program like Mom Relaunch? Okay. So uh, continuing on my story, when I came to U.S. after getting married, I got my, myself into a as an IT consultant role, and I kind of started to get a feel of what the staffing market would look like. And I'm talking about that's in 1997. In 2002, I started my own, uh, I call it as an independent consulting. And when my child was born and uh, my position was let go within a month uh, and uh, because of an acquisition of the company that I was working for. And I saw that there is a real big need for a platform for moms to have a, I, I don't want to call it as a balanced career. I, I like to have a way to, I use the term prioritization at a definite time and moment because sometimes your career is important, sometimes your family is important, but it has to be done in a way that there should be a platform for women to come in and be successful, be fulfilled. They don't have to choose between one or the other. They sh- it should be all part of the life. So Answering your question, that's how old my uh, idea of identifying that there's a talent pool that is not being utilized. And when I started to convert my own independent consulting company into an IT staffing company, that was in 2003, I hired one of my really good friend who was on a career break. I trained her to come and work as a business analyst for my company and then placed her into a staffing uh, with my client. So the whole idea of upscaling and reskilling what both you, um, uh, Ira, you and Keith were talking about is a need of the time more so than ever before because the options are numerous, the technology is there. Uh, I always go back and tell moms, if you can't do at this age of time with technology and the need and the fact that employers are actually identifying this talent pool, trying to recognize this, I don't know when will be the better time to do it. So how, that that's how old my story about mom relaunch can be related to. So, so Rena, uh, this is this is Ira. If you're if yeah, if I'm yeah. a woman, which I'm not, especially with my Barry White voice today, um, but if, if I'm you know I'm sitting here and and um, I'm out, uh, you know I've just had a, a child or a second child, and I've been mm-hmm. out of the workforce a little bit, but uh, I have aspirations of of going back in, and they contact you. What's that look like? What what does you know? What does Mom Relaunch do? How can it help me? Yeah, so we have uh, laid out a very well structured four step process. So they come in to our website. Anybody who's coming to get into in a program, we tell them go and register. Uh, we have built a system as part of our moms' uh, way to get their experience. I call it as a system built by moms for moms, and obviously it's built on Salesforce platform because that's where we specialize in. From the moment moms come into the system, we have automated the system to a way that they can go ahead and enroll in their first step, which we call as the career assessment. So we get to know who they are, get to understand what they really want to do going forward based on the experience that they have in the past in, as working or maybe just coming back fresh to work. So that that's how we understand and give them an action plan or career path in their first uh, step. Second step is we call as training and certification, where we go back and tie up with the industry training partners. Could it be Salesforce? Could it be some other partners? Could it be anyone else who are providing the both hard and soft skills? Now, do know that we are not a 
skills specific training we are nurturing women with the ecosystem of talent providers and training companies so second step we they get trained and certified in the technology they want to proceed currently we have focus and expertise in salesforce platform we are also expanding in qa we are also expanding in data science business analysts uh, analysts uh, project management anything related to technology so far and we also want to stem out into the hr like a recruiter um uh, and um, uh, hr resources so we have these kind of focus areas as of now hopefully we can expand more later in the third step which is a very very unique process we we have laid out we call it as a launchpad and that launchpad is where we give them hands on experience and in my experience no matter how many degrees or trainings and certification you have until as you show that you have worked hands on and simple things like how do you work and collaborate with the team how do you go ahead and fill up your time sheet how do you go back and make sure you're communicating properly expressing yourself in the business meetings all those things we teach during this nurturing time of launchpad and that is what we call as our unique sauce and then the fourth step we actually become a staffing and consulting company and help them find jobs and placements and put them on projects we also became a registered consulting partner of salesforce so we can take on projects internally as well so that's how we have led the process uh, in part of our program so arena like um there's a couple things that uh, that that you mentioned um, it again, and I, I read this on the website as well. And anybody can go up to your website, Mom Relaunch, and and find it too. Uh, you talked about uh, your focus currently is on technology and HR. Uh, mm-hmm. How much experience? I mean, so you know, obviously we have people that have you know uh, college degrees. They may even have postgraduate degrees, and then there's some mm-hmm. people that may only have a um, let's say a high school degree or mm-hmm. or even a, a, a an associate degree from a community college. Um, it, it, do you have a, a minimum requirement that people get involved, or uh, it, are you basing it more on their skill set? What what's involved? You know, what what level or what what requirements are are, are needed to get involved with you? So uh, it's a very good question. Um, you know, when we started, we opened it up for everyone. We felt that if you, they want to be in the technology, they have to have a little bit of understanding of how some technologies. Uh, interestingly, Salesforce as a pr- platform does not have a minimum requirement to go and become a Salesforce admin. There are a lot of stories that you will hear a hairdresser becoming a Salesforce admin and a 70-year-old person be- becoming a Salesforce admin. But we prefer that you have some technology background. Uh, but most importantly, they need to bring the commitment and attitude to to be sure. successful. That's, I, I was going to say, yeah. I was curious, the, the feedback as it relates to the partners that you're working with on the company side, on the organization side, you know, having spent time in the staffing industry, flight risk and, and risk aversion is the, you know, all the talk today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you able to ensure companies and your partner groups that the women coming in are focused, are determined, and they don't represent a flight risk in terms of having someone come and go within six months? Yeah, a great question. And that's what we do in our launchpad. We tell women who are in our launchpad, 
if you don't show commitment, if you don't go back and show that you are working and fully committed and we have minimum requirements that we ask them to put on the timesheet, and that's what we go back and say, this is how she is working while she's learning and training uh, on a program, and this is how they have performed during the uh, launchpad period. So we internally judge them. I would I wouldn't use the term judge. We eventually we kind of monitor how their progress is internally before we represent them to our clients. So there are women who are still getting there, so there who are highly motivated, they are high so when if I have to represent say 10 women on the same position, we give our own um, rating to the clients and say, this is where she's really good at. Maybe she's an excellent in project management, but still getting there on the technology side. So they get a value from us by knowing from our own internal assessment of each mom before we present them. So with that in mind, and and we kind of overstepped this at the beginning of the conversation, and we're actually going to be coming up on the break. So Ira, you tell me, maybe we, we come back to this after the break, but your experience with Salesforce, mm-hmm. and for those of you that don't know what Salesforce is, Salesforce is like what Apple is to phones, but in a business environment with software. So in other words, you can bolt on and put any kind of um, app or software through the, the Salesforce uh, backbone, and that technology gives unbelievable data and insight for dynamic companies and of all shapes and sizes. And it's a tool I've used throughout my career. And what I can tell you is, is that when somebody's working with Salesforce at the rate and the depth that Rena, you've worked with them, mm-hmm. uh, there is a phenomenal amount of learning experience there. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to learn, and uh, Ira, you tell me if we're going to do this after the break. But yeah, I like. Yeah, to- I think that's a good idea. We, we can uh, pick that up right after the break because we also had a couple questions that were online, and I just want to remind everybody, which uh, forgot to do in the beginning, uh, if you have a question, uh, if you are a. Uh, woman in the workplace, uh, if you're taking a career break, or um, we didn't talk about this yet with Rena, uh, but maybe even a dad who's been on parental leave and and looking to get back in the workplace, uh, what can you do? How do you do that? What are some uh, what are the skills that that you can learn, and what are some of the opportunities that are out there? Uh, you are listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We've got Rena Gupta from Moms Relaunch today. Um, excited to talk to her, especially with all the the shortages uh, and opportunities, uh, short job shortage or shortages of skilled labor, and all the opportunities that are out there for people. Um, we've got Keith on the line as well. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. So stay right where you are. We'll be back in two minutes. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chatbots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out zor.ai. That's xor.ai. 
Hi everyone, this is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ivor Wolf, here with my co-host, Keith Compagna, and our special guest today is Rena Gupta from Mom's Relaunch. Uh, if you are a woman uh, on a break, a career break, uh, taking care of family, um, if, even, if, even if you're a dad on parental leave, uh, this is the place to be today. Uh, we're talking with, uh, again, Rena. Uh, about what, how she is helping people um, kind of enliven, take their entrepreneurial spirit or, or just uh, hone their, their technology and HR skills. Uh, that's where she started and, and getting, getting a, a career jump started uh, while you're balancing and integrating um, your, your home life, your new family life. Uh, certainly, we live, I, I think I read this on your site, Rena, that we, we, we live on a roller coaster and certainly uh, children tend to do that, uh, amongst <laughs> sure. other things. Uh, just we, we live, we, we, even without children today, we live on a roller coaster. I talk a lot about uh, VUCA. That was my TED talk and, and uh, the world we live in, you know, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So we're all living on a roller coaster, but put a couple kids on the ride and uh, <laughs> it, it certainly takes us there. Um, there's a couple things here. Just uh, got a, a reminder anybody who has a question for Arena. Uh, looking to get back, uh, 561-623-9429. That's 561-623-9429. Uh, or you can go up to w4cy.com and submit a question on the chat. Uh, we've got a few questions up there. Uh, one was, um, I think it was more of a comment from John, I believe, that a lazy that lazy people is leaving a bad mark on other people. And I, and I think that's true. I think employers, when I hear them, they tend to stereotype, but not only uh, uh, lazy people, but they tend to throw all the millennials in that bucket. Um, and uh, as you know, I'm a recovering millennial basher. Uh, and and uh, again, many of the millennials that I've met happen to be the most ambitious uh, entrepreneurial people that uh, on the planet. Um, so that was one comment. There was another one by Jan, and maybe I set off this on the wrong foot when I said that uh, initially people were asking, uh, so when do you think you're going to get married or how long you're going to, how long is it going to be till you have a baby? And uh, that's, you know, again, I started my, my work, my employer life and, and my life a long time ago, almost uh, 40 years ago. And, and there was a lot of that. That was the norm out there. And a lot of people wouldn't hire young girls. Um, and at the time I say that because that's what they were. That's how they'd say it. You know, we don't hire young girls because all they're going to do is is uh, get uh, married and then they're going to get pregnant and then they're going to leave us and we're going to lose all our training. And that's uh, you know, we live in a world that that is just topsy turvy right now. So I, I applaud you, Rena, for for everything you're doing. Thank uh, you. Right before we, during the break, you said that you and we go back to our skilling or upskilling and reskilling mm -hmm. that uh, you took you did a survey on that. You were talking you just started to go into you did a survey on uh, uh, some of the skill. I believe it was some of the skills. But tell us about that survey that you were doing. 
So we asked a very simple question to people in our group, uh, people who are part of our active mom relaunch training program. And it was astonishing that almost 100% of them, at least more than uh, very close to that number, have completed their bachelor's degree. And mm -hmm. about 40% of them also have a master's degree. So that that level of talent that is not being utilized in the workforce. And then they come back and say, we have talent shortage. And then we they come back and say, we don't have women in technology. And why aren't you utilizing this, this talent? So that's what we are trying to make employers believe that this talent pool may may not may or may not be working 40 hours a week, but they, you can get a lot of productive work from them if they work 20, 30 hours or pair up a couple of moms on a project. We are seeing astonishing results when we look at our own system, what the moms who are working on the projects and the talent pool that they bring in. So the the general notion that you just said that women are going to get married and leave and all that. I mean, you don't want to go back and say, yeah, we do want to get married. We do want to have kids. But that doesn't mean that we are not going to work. That doesn't mean that we are, we are not going to be productive. And uh, in my opinion, the amount of uh, productivity and accountability I've seen in these women, when in my own companies, before I was running uh, Mom Relaunch, I have a lot of women, I've given them the flexibility to work remotely. I've given them the work the flexibility to work flexible hours and the amount of productivity and the loyalty at the attrition problem that you see in the companies. I mean, all these things are really covered when you look at this talent pool. When, are, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. I just, this is a great topic. Keep mm -hmm. going. Sorry. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm trying to say is, uh, the training that women are given before taking a break is not going to waste. If they have done their master's, they are learning so many uh, skills during their parenting. And I call that as a transferable skills. Employers need to understand that when they look at their resumes, they cannot look at the career gap. They have to look beyond the resumes. They have to go back and identify that the time management skills that they have learned, the ability to stay calm when your kids are running around up and down or fly, fly, fall during this uh, is going to help them manage the projects at risk. And these skills you cannot ta teach a um, college grad coming out of it. Um, uh, just... It, just think of the team leader. You know, it, yes. it just, it really, Rena, it blows my mind how how seemingly challenging it is for, for a company like yours to take off and just go skyrocketing because you look at all of the wins that any organization that partners with you would get or any other organization for that matter because there aren't enough people in the talent marketplace. You know, you have to, it's really fascinating to see you be able to to hit the mark on so many macro issues, uh, and and you've got the right model. You're you're quanti you're you're validating. You're qualifying. You're you're setting expectations for the women that come into your program, so they know that this isn't like a this. Nobody can guarantee you're going to work in a company for more than five years anymore. But at least the the, the women coming through Mom Launch. They they have a, a a great understanding about what's expected of them. Absolutely. How, how is it that you know? What are the organizations telling you when you when you reach out to them and, and you try to set up a program? Are they all jumping on it, or are they doing that standard HR thing where they have to hesitate because it's a new idea and new ideas are scary? 
So uh, I have to applaud Salesforce.com to lead the way for how companies and employers should think about this talent pool. And the way they have come and supported our program, they are inviting us to uh, join the uh, student contest that happen is happening in Dreamforce. They are happening in, uh, they are inviting to talk about how to diversify workforce. So Salesforce has led the way for a lot of companies, but are a lot of companies catching up to it? It's not there yet, to be very honest. They still go through the whole HR stuff, and I don't, I don't have any issues with that. The problem is some of those, these applicant tracking systems that I personally built. It's like when you have resumes go, go through their system, it just doesn't even filter them. No. They do not even show because I know how technology works. And yep. my system would have filtered all, these, filtered all these women out. It doesn't even reach to the hiring manager. So my, nope. goal, my goal is just to have these women go and reach to the hiring manager. That's a big, big step. And that I think we are getting uh, getting interest. I wouldn't say we are being accepted yet because we still have to figure out what it is take, to take to run individual training program for companies or products. Like we have, we are having some great uh, discussions with product companies or we call as the ISV partners within Salesforce. They want us to see if we can give them nurtured moms to further train them on their platform. So it's baby steps employers are recognizing that they cannot ignore this talent pool anymore. Uh, but are they there yet? I don't think so. Do I have hope for it? Absolutely. That's why we are here. Yeah. And I got to, I, again, I got to support you with that vision because you look at the way this hits, right? Let's talk about the big things. Gig economy, yes. flexible workforce, mm -hmm. qualified people, um, mm -hmm. responsible you have responsibilities. If you're a mom, it's almost a, a default. I'm not saying it applies. <laughs> to, not every mom yeah. gets it right yeah. away, right? But at the end yeah. of the day, it's mm -hmm. a magnificent uh, position to have. Yeah. Um, and and just you know the soft skills. We talk about creativity. Yeah. Uh, I've I've seen it in, in you know front row. Um, my children's mother had to get awfully creative in terms of how to keep things together without you know, going crazy and, and, and doing a lot of work for a lot of different people. I just, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very good idea at a great time. At a great yep. time. Yeah, so, we just have to work as a community of people trying to promote and help each other. That's what we are looking for as, a, as to grow this program. So a lot, so much of this was um, aligned with what we were talking about yesterday with the reskilling and upskilling with uh, Enrique um, on hacking HR. Um, you know, they talked a lot about and and from the beginning, uh, Rena, when you were talking about this, is how do we get employers? Um, how do we get the attention of employers? How do we get them to appreciate it? And sometimes it's not HR. I think HR. This is one of the things that HR gets. Um, because they do talk about diversity, inclusion, and and gender diversity, and 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 getting people back in. But then it's the hiring managers, you know. So they they present uh, someone to a hiring manager, and then the hiring managers push back on that. Uh, again, giving deference to the uh, you know to the male uh, or somebody. You know, there's also the ageism and and giving it mm -hmm. to somebody that's younger. Um, but it, it's taking the whole selection process that mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate. Uh, and if you, I don't know if you've read any of my things, but, you know, I constantly talk about this, that, mm -hmm. yes, we do have a labor shortage, um, mm -hmm. a skilled labor shortage, and we have skill gaps, and, we, and all those things are real. But the biggest problem companies have is they keep tripping over their own feet. They can't get out of the idea that we still have, uh, we need somebody full-time or part-time. 
um, that they still measure their, you know, the success is can you work 40 hours a week when really what they're looking for is outcomes. And, you know, there are certain jobs, obviously, in healthcare, if you're a nurse and they need somebody bedside, uh, you need a body there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. but so many other jobs, especially in IT, uh, you do not, you know, in IT and staffing. So there's so many roles. So yesterday, we're, they, a lot of the discussion was around that we need to focus on think of not jobs, but thinking of, of projects. And what are the roles that that people need to play and what are the skills that they need to fulfill those roles and stop thinking about jobs as as this, um, you know, as as this finite uh, thing. I don't know what other word there is or or entity uh, Mm -hmm. that that we we need somebody that can be here 20 or 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually and that's what I mentioned in the beginning of the call. It's like the productivity is what should matter whether to get the job done or not. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I ran, this is Mom Relaunch is almost my fifth venture. And I literally ran all my companies remotely from my own home office, uh, of course, taking care of my family and kids. But it we have clients uh, like in 20 countries, over 1,000 clients between all my companies. And it's not an easy job, but is it getting done? And am I productive enough? Uh, yes, I manage my schedule and all that. Uh, I used to wake up at 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning for the last 15, 16 years. And uh, so all these things, you just leave it to the person. And who does better than moms? I don't think. I mean, I'm, that I'm is not the job, a the CEO. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're the CEO of one of the most complicated exactly. organizations yeah. that ever existed. Um, I think Keith's learning a little bit about that, <laughs> being a, a single dad, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, you know, the the truth of the matter is I had a phenomenal support system. And, you know, when I was at Jobvite, when most of this was happening, uh, they focused on enabling me that life work integration component. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it really did. It it matters a whole bunch. And candidly, I just don't see there being another alternative for for organizations. How bad do things have to get before your phone is ringing off of the hook? Right. So, so, so one of the things that, and and Keith, you've heard me say this a, a million times, and I'm sure Rena, you're familiar with the, with it. That you know, it, within five years, millennials will make 75 percent of the workforce. So, and, and they currently make well over 50 percent of the workforce, and yet. Um, you know, that's the, the big what's wrong with millennials. They got this mm-hmm. you know horrible work ethic and, and all this other stuff. And yet, you know, the ones I run across are so entrepreneurial and so ambitious. And, um, you know, again, and I know your one of your passions is giving back to the community, giving back to other people. And, and that that aligns there. But but also when, when you think about that, that people are just have this turning away millennials, but then what they do with females. So I, I, while we're, you were talking, I, I pulled up a couple stats. <laughs> 72.5% of females recently who graduated from high school enrolled in a two- or four-year college. That compares, that's about 10% greater than men. That used to be, just a few years ago, that used to be 57%, almost that, six out of every 10 males went to college, but mm-hmm. less than half. Of, of females went on to some type of continuing education. The numbers have not only reversed, <laughs> but the gap is even greater than it is now. And yet, um, you know, males who still are dominating the C-suite and and a lot of ownership, Not I wouldn't say entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship has created a, a real opportunity for, for women in the workplace. 
Um, but they still turn their backs on on so much of the population by by you know bad stereotypes and not changing the way uh, that they're organ you know what what's the the uh, how the, how are the organizations run, uh, which includes defining you know jobs and, and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah, so the numbers, I think one of the things that you have to look into is comparing the number 70 percent at the college or university level is not exactly related to how many are going to continue in their career after they become a mom. That's where the whole problem is, if you think about it. I don't see girls not opting to have a higher education, especially in this time of education and technology. But what really happens at the time of when they become a mom and they choose to have a family is a very key important uh, point that Keith mentioned called support system. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, if you go to our website, my whole vision is not only to bring women to into the workforce, but actually create a support system. Uh, We jokingly call that we are trying to reinvent the wish because maybe not every mom wants to become an IT, but she's an excellent cook and she can run carpool and why can't we support each other? And that's the network and power of community that my real vision of mom relaunches. Mom bringing just on the IT jobs is way to get get them started. But once you pull moms out of the uh, homes and the work that they're doing, somebody has to backfill. Uh, And there's one Unfortunate truth is like we as moms, we want to do everything. We don't want to know how to let go. We have to teach moms also. It's like it's okay to outsource some of the things. So there's two sides of the story. But the key to focus is do we have a support system for women to be successful or as a matter of fact, dads to be successful. Keith would not have been successful if he couldn't find the uh, employer that is supporting Mm -hmm. and he has a support system. So the key problem to focus is do we have a support system to run today's work culture? And that's the key problem we are trying to solve. Uh, How we are solving right now is because this is the, the most uh, uh, we call it as a gold mine of hidden talent to our moms. They are they are hidden. They are not coming up. They are just trying to be uh, happy and successful in what they are doing. We just have to show them the path and give them a platform where they can find everything that they need, their child support, their things, and all those things. So we have not even touched on those aspects of our company yet. We are still keeping our wet feet, uh, feet wet there. But um, as of now, that's my real big vision to create an employ- create a platform and an ecosystem. And we don't have to do everything. We just have to bring partners who can enable. And I've been in Salesforce ecosystem. I know what the what the value of Ohana is. What does a whole ecosystem can do for each other? So if you ask me, what's the real value for Mom Relaunch? That's our vision. It's fantastic. Hey, we're we're coming up. Um, as I told you, this is going to go pretty fast, <laughs> and it has. Uh, so we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, we want to find out how people can learn more about you and get in touch with you. Uh, but I do have one final question, if you can do it pretty succinctly. Um, what are some skill sets that that common skill sets that you've seen that um, you're kind of the people that that you've worked with have um, that have allowed them to develop these careers? So as I mentioned, currently our focus is on the IT. So we Trend, tend to bring in women who have some IT background. Uh, that makes our job easier. It makes them uh, uh, easy to get get into the workforce as well. But uh, the 
skills that that we are looking for is at least uh, some level of bachelor's degree and some good communication skills, the soft skills to be able to express themselves, have a learning time capability, and of course a good internet <laughs> to, and a laptop to work. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah, and, well, and I think it goes back. I mean, I think some of these are universal. Whatever your business you're in, I, I don't think it it just relates to mom trying to get back in the workplace. Force, but uh, you know, again, that coll- the ability to collaborate, open-mindedness, um, you know, being able to um, balance, you know, to, to be able to reprioritize, as you sh- suggested uh, earlier, uh, you know, those are skills that everyone's going to need. So I'm, I'm, I, I think, but maybe women have because of their their managing, you know, the CEO of the household, uh, exactly. they they have that natural uh, tendency to be able to do that. So how can people get a hold of you, Rena? So the best thing is to go and register on our website. You can register either as a mom or, uh, or a candidate looking for a job. And for employers also, come and look at our talent pool, post your job openings, give us your projects. We are into taking in the projects. We are ready to take on challenges. So come and register on our website. Give us your projects. Give us your job requirements. If you feel there's a position for one person for 40 hours and we have moms who are uh, qualified for that we can also tag along another mom as their launch pad they can learn and get trained while the other person is working on your job so uh, the best thing is to come and uh, register on our website or you can send email to info at momrelaunch.com and we'll take we'll love to get in touch with you and is that both for tech jobs and staffing and hr Yes. Is, is that for everything? Good. Yes. Excellent. So, so it, it's it's we started with the concept of building a whole uh, marketplace for jobs and ca- candidates and all, but soon realized that unless we nurture this talent, this this is no good than just creating another marketplace. So the nurturing and giving them the experience is where we focus on, and employers get a talent pool that is already ready to be productive. Well, and and I I encourage everybody to go up and look at the website. Also, check the blog. There's a lot of really, really good articles up there. I started to to go through them. So so congratulations, Rena, and good luck. I'm sure this is a topic we're going to be coming back to often. Uh, We've talked about doing a couple panels or summits in 2020 uh, Mm -hmm. for this, and uh, we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. It will be my honor to be uh, coming back on this. Thanks, Rena. The, the conversation will continue. So thanks again, everyone, for listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show and being part of Googleization Nation. Uh, we're always interested in what's on your mind. Thanks for those who uh, contributed to the chat today. Uh, if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor, uh, just connect with uh, Keith or myself uh, go, or go to geekskeezersgoogleization.com. Uh, And don't forget to join Googleization Nation up there. Uh, You can subscribe and hear what's uh, get alerts and hear what's going on. Uh, Thanks again to Zor.ai and uh, Success Performance Solutions for sponsoring us, for allowing us to be on the air. Uh, And don't forget to join us next week, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY.com. And you can listen to any of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, SoundCloud, Amazon, Podcasts. uh, you name it, we're, we're there. I'll, or go up to geekskeezersgoogleization.com. So until next week at this time, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Campagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans. 